I got you. I'll let you kick it off. Then he pivots, fakes, chucks the big bomb halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide open tailback. I call it the annexation of Puerto Rico. What's up, everybody? Welcome to APR. I am your host, Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks Lats. Here is always with my man, my guy, Steady Raider Eddie Martin. How you doing tonight, bro? Good, man. Good. Uh, you know, no football, so it's a little like the weeks just drag on, the days drag That's on. That's true. You know what I mean? There's only so many like tweets you can read about Aaron Rodgers, like at the barber <laughs> shop. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, just ready to get this time through. You gotta get ready for small. Get ready, and we get more football in. You know? Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, I mean, football is upon us, dude. It is. It is true. Us. Uh, and with that, we might as well make the announcement right now. So we're gonna be doing a USFL betting show. Uh, starting next week, uh, we're going to start breaking down every team. We're going to do two teams a week starting next week, all the way up until week one, where we're going to start handicapping the games. You know, I actually followed the draft. I didn't watch it, but I followed it. Right. So I'm I'm aware of the rosters. I think I got a good feel for some of the teams. We'll we'll find out. <laughs> I guess in week right. one, we'll find, right. out. we'll find out a lot. Um, but yeah, man, dude, I'm stoked for it. You know, Eddie, you had a good slogan. What was your slogan for it? Dude, we did the research so that you don't have to. Hell you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, no one wants to put any extra energy into the USFL. A couple of D-gens who can't not bet on football because baseball ain't here anyway. That's so true. we're going to do all that. We're going to do the work. You guys enjoy the show. And then, you know, we'll make some more money like we did during the regular season of football. Bro, that's actually, Eddie, that's a great point. And I hadn't even thought about that. And I mean, I guess since this is going to be a short show anyways, this is a, something interesting to talk about. The blessing in disguise for the USFL. For this Oh, yeah, 100%. That they they legit, they don't even, they don't have to worry about competing with baseball. Like, they have people's attention. Because it starts after right. March Madness, too. So, you really only have NBA, golf, hockey. Right. And USFL. And I think they're playing on Saturdays for the most part, right? Isn't that the USFL schedule? So the games are on Saturday. It's not even on Sunday. Like, um, it's probably something almost, I should look up. Yeah, it's almost like a college football like vibe, right? Like you get your weekend, you get your Saturday in, watch some football, and then Sunday do all your your chores you got for the week. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Paint some rooms, mow some lawns, whatever it is. You know, um, I think it's great, dude. Like. This is just like another situation. I know this is like a football show, but this is another situation of baseball just shitting the bed. 
Right. Like completely shitting the bed. Like they had an opportunity when like COVID first started, you know, like to be the only sport in town. And what did we end up watching at seven o'clock on fucking primetime Japanese fucking baseball league, dude. And everyone watched it because there was no other sport in town. That should have been major league baseball. Instead, they fucking bitched and complained to each other. And now not even each other, dude. The owners didn't even yeah. like start negotiating until like a week before. I mean, I've, I stink. I've, I've shared a ton of opinions on it, so I don't even want to talk about this it. This is <laughs> dumb, dude. It's dumb. Like, it is, it is but it's, I mean, it's the owners, dude. It's not, Yeah. I'm not going to put any yeah. blame on the players. The owners are making a ton of money, but the owners are, like you said, dude, they're hella dumb, bro. They're missing a great opportunity. The game was yeah. the most watched it's ever been in like 20 years last year, so they got to figure it out. And then I read something actually the other the other day, Eddie, that, MLS is like slowly taking over that four spot beating the NHL. And like, Mm -hmm. if if there's no major league baseball this year, that's a great opportunity for MLS, dude. You know, like, yeah, for sure. Like I would think that or not. Yeah. Soccer would be a lot bigger too in the U S especially right now with like world cup around the corner, you know, that always gets everybody uh, hyped up for soccer. Um, And plus like hockey, like, even though it's, like, one of the four major sports, I don't feel like it's ever had, like, the big... I remember back in the day in, like, the 2005 to, like, 10, like, professional bowling had better ratings than hockey. You know what I'm saying? That's when it was on ESPN and whatnot. So, like, I never think hockey ever fully got grasped, like, in the States. You know, like, if you go to a, a market well, that was, has a team... Hockey was like huge if, in the late 90s, dude, and, like, the 80s and 90s, really what what hurt hockey in the NHL is that 2004 lockout, bro. Like yeah, yeah. they never recovered from that because before that lockout ESPN was like their, their broadcasting company network partner. Right. And remember, mm-hmm. dude, that shit, dude, they always had NHL on ESPN. They yeah. It's like NHL every night. Tonight. It felt like, yeah, dude. Like I remember watching the like Colorado avalanche with Joe Sackage and um, Patrick Waugh, dude, like, yeah, Peter the, Forsberg, the good old days. Yeah, the um the Penguins with Mario Lemieux and Yager and dude. Yeah. I we used to watch so many of those games. Now it's like I can't even tell you other than a game like I bet on that the last time I watched like an East Coast team, dude. Right. You know like I mean? ESPN Plus has been huge, like in my opinion, for hockey. Yeah, just because like like I'm a Cal I like Calgary Flames, right? They're Been a Calgary Flames too. fan forever. And uh they're on ESPN plus like two nights a week, dude. Like I've watched more flames games this year than I've had an opportunity to watch ever in my life. But at the same time, like, you know what I mean? Like the average person who watches sports, isn't going to be, Oh, I'm going to put on ESPN plus and find a hockey game. You know what I mean? Well, every, every sport obviously has their diehard fans, but that's where you try to tap into that like casual watcher. And that's where like being on national TV is huge because like you go to a bar, right? Like any restaurant bar, like they're gonna have ESPN on. They're right. gonna have Always. like uh, NBC or ABC on, like during primetime games. So like that's where it's huge for the sports to gain. Like the NHL before they got back with ESPN, dude, their games were all like on e- NBC Sports dude, Network, and nobody yeah like, is gonna put USA on- Network. Yeah, it's no, like no one's gonna put it on like a casual person unless they're like really looking for that shit. You know what I mean? Right. I couldn't even tell you what channel NBC Sports is on my TV. Exactly. Exactly, dude. You know what I mean? Like, I have no idea. That, I mean, at the end of the day, like, obviously we know football has, like, the ultra mega hold. doesn't matter what they do. People are going to watch, right? But I think, too, 
like for football, the benefit is it's once a week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they have Thursday and, and Monday, you know, sure. But like you it's only it's all in one sitting, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you know that Sunday in my house, everyone knows Sunday is like football. I'm not doing anything. Right. You know what I mean? Like I'm watching football all day. Like, and that's just like known. And it's not just my house, I'm sure it's everyone who listens to the show's house. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, nah, football is definitely king in America. But I mean like the AAFL or whatever that was called, the American Football Alliance, AA, right, whatever that right. was, like their ratings weren't too good. It started off good and then it fell down. And the same thing with the original XFL, like it started off really good and then people were like, dude, they, the game is just terrible. You know what I mean? Yeah, they got to have talent in this league, dude. Like, and I was looking at the rosters a little bit. It does look like they have talent. I do like that they have like, head coaches that like are NFL pedigree head coaches, you know, Jeff Fisher, Chuck Haley are in there. Um, That's good. Like, I think that's a a positive for, for the league. But if they have bad games, dude, like it's it's just going to, it's going to die just like the rest, you know? Yep. That's the thing that worries me is like the guys are only getting paid. Like I think it was like 500 bucks a game or something like that. It's like not even a lot of money, dude. So it's like, and the reason why the NFL is such a good product is because those dudes are like professional athletes. Like that's all they do is play football, study football. Like that's their, right. you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm hoping I'm my fingers crossed for USFL hoping yeah. it's crazy. If you US- West coast team though. I know. Well, the thing is like, with, I think they tried to keep everything like centralized. You know, because that was the one thing that like the other leagues didn't do. And like I read a, a thing a while ago, like the XFL both times they did it, like the teams lost money on travel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like traveling across country, all that stuff. So they tried to keep everything like closer just so that they didn't have to pay as much for like getting everyone on a, on the planes and whatnot, which is smart. And I, you know, I think that's smart, but USFL won't be able to pay anyone until they get like TV deals. But with the works that they're doing with the NFL, if like the NFL would just be like, you are going to be our minor league system. You know what I mean? Like just officially stamp it, maybe help them out. I don't see why it wouldn't work. And the, if they're trying different rules and things out in the USFL and XFL, when that, when that gets started, then like, I could see it, but you know, single a double a, whatever you want to call it, dude, like, because there is no minors for football. And I think there really should be like the, Cause I, I fear that the like the notion of minor league, like when you think of minor league, you just think of like lesser, right? And like right. people, I feel like people just don't take that seriously. Like, even the G League, like the G League is getting like top high school recruits that are skipping college and going into the G League, and still people don't really pay attention to that. But people right. will watch college basketball, you know? What I mean? Yeah, like right, like me, true, and. <laughs> And that's what I mean. Like I, the NFL is going to have to put some money into it. You know what I mean? Because like, like you said, no one's going to go. Like in the summer, you're not thinking of going to a football game. You know what I mean? Like you want to go. You're doing whatever it is you do in the summer. So like, if they like made a point to like try to get everyone to take it seriously, I think it would help. But like, right. you know, hey, but again, it, minor league football, is. dude. Like you got to do it because there's so many players. Like imagine. Like, like there's a bunch of guys that have come into the league and you could just tell weren't ready, like mentally, physically, whatever. Like imagine if they had an opportunity to just go like your seventh round picks, send them to this league. They dominate the league, build up some confidence. Then you pull, you can call them back up or whatever next year. That though is like your lifespan in football is very short. Agreed. So if they're like, if they're still taking those hits, like they're still taking those hits. But the, the crazy thing is too, is that like, 
I think it's like 30% or 35% of the league is undrafted free agents. Mm -hmm. So it's like, there there is talent out there. I think it's more of like a practice issue because like with the AA, I don't even, AAF, what was it? American football? All American football league. I think AAFL. I think. But they just like, all their, all their games just looked like the teams were unprepared. Like they, it looked like a high school football game. Like, you know what I mean? It wasn't like professional football or it wasn't even college football. Right. right I don't right. know what to call it. But I don't want, we, we could keep going off on this tangent, but should we hop into You want to hop into the quarterbacks? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some news going on in the NFL we should go over, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it all I think it's all tied to, you know, where quarterbacks are going to go next year. But I mean, obviously, we'll start off with the big the monkey in the room or the elephant in the room, I guess you would call it is Aaron Rodgers, Um, and the things going on with the, uh, with him in the green Bay Packers, obviously made that Instagram post last week. If you've been living under a rock and you don't know what's going on, Aaron Rodgers made an Instagram post, like, um, you know, the drunk girl in college. Right, that's what I saw too. <laughs> you know, but he basically thanked everyone, thanked the teammates, thanked, um, just thanked a ton of people, dude. And then everyone started speculating, like, oh, he's going to retire. Then he went on the Pat McAfee show, said he wasn't going to retire, has, or hasn't made a decision, I should say. Didn't say he wasn't going right. to retire, said he hasn't made a decision. Um, you know, so what's your thoughts on on what's going on with Aaron Rodgers? And, you know, do you think, like, what do you think he, what do you think is going to happen, dude? Well, first, just to start off, I do think that Rodgers stays in Green Bay. Right. Um, that's my Vegas first agrees with you. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, my first opinion would be that, but like my, as just like an NFL, like we, I want to get free agency moving. Do you want to get the off season going? So like, I know free agency doesn't start yet, but like nothing's going to happen until Aaron Rodgers makes a decision because Aaron Rodgers is like the most important piece. Right. But if he stays too. Right. So if he stays, then that means they're going to franchise Devontae Adams. So that can then open up the wide receiver market as well. Cause no wide receiver is going to move until anyone know, everyone knows what Adams is going to be. Cause if he's available, people are going to break the bank for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so everything 30 million, 30 million. That's, uh, That's a lot of money. I, for a wide receiver, I mean, bro. someone will pay it, dude. I wouldn't, if it was, if I was the GM, you know what it I mean? Basically have to be a, a team with a quarterback on a rookie deal for them right. to pay that kind of money. Yep. I agree. Again, there's not many teams. You have to be Super Bowl ready if you're going to give a guy 30 million, right? Like it's hard to be Super you, Bowl ready with a quarterback on a rookie deal too. Unless you're yeah. the Cardinals. Like you can do the Cardinals, but then, I mean, we'll talk about Kyler, I'm sure in a little bit, but like, that might not be a rookie deal either, but uh, yeah, there's not many landing spots for like 30 million is all so much money to pay for a receiver, dude. Like, and it's also like 40 million is a ton of money to pay for a quarterback too. You know, like teams don't win with quarterbacks making that type of money. I read it's a stat somewhere. It's like the last seven Super Bowl winning quarterbacks average. Like, I think it was like 25 million dollars for that year's contract. Like. The quarterback has to be willing to accept less money to build a team around him. But if you have a receiver making thirty million, like it, I don't think you can win with that dude. Um, Eddie, it, if you don't have a good quarterback, though, that's the problem. Is you don't have a chance. Agreed. Dude. 
I agree, but you, I mean, and if you want to win the title, that is skewed because Tom Brady always took less money. But not everybody's Tom Brady, dude. Like Tom, but Brady Stafford has, only. Stafford took less money this year. No, he went and won a Super Bowl. Stafford didn't take less money. That's just, he's playing on the contract he signed like five years ago. So when that contract, yeah, but he easily up, could have been like when he got traded, been like, yeah, I want a new deal now. You know what I mean? Ah, oh, dude, he's still. They don't. The team doesn't have to offer it. No, but, anyways, but I'm just but saying. Not like, everybody's Tom Brady, dude, to the point where they have a fucking supermodel wife making like more money than he right. is a year, dude. Like, he made more money on endorsements than he ever did on under his contract, anyway. You know. But at the same time, like, dude, if if you don't have a good quarterback, then you can't make it. That's why it's important to hit a quarterback in the draft because if you hit a quarterback in the draft and you're paying him five years, way under market value, dude, that gives you like a road to go down to like just stack up everywhere else, dude, especially right. if, you're, if you hit well in the draft. Um, you know, look at the Eagles when they won, dude, they had Carson Wentz on his rookie deal. I know he got hurt and didn't win the Super Bowl, but he was the MVP that year until he got hurt. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. So that's a definite way to build it. Um, as far as Rogers is concerned though, so we don't go too far off on a, on a different route. <laughs> I'm sure we'll go on a few of them. But. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing with Aaron Rodgers is I agree with you, dude. Like, I don't think he plays anywhere other than Green Bay. But like I've said a couple times over the last couple of months is that Aaron Rodgers is a dude that, like, we never know what is going to yeah. happen with Aaron Rodgers. And, like, if he were to retire, it wouldn't shock me. If he were to demand a trade, it wouldn't shock me. Like, nothing would shock me about Aaron Rodgers. But I do think, like, a lot that was said over the course of the year, not only by him, but also by the front office, I do think that the discourse inside that, like, relationship changed, dude. And I don't think that Aaron Rodgers will play for any other team than Green Bay. And I also think that the Packers, like, they saw what happened with Brett Favre, dude. And, like, I I shouldn't say they, like, lost a Green Bay legend, but, like, Imagine if Brett Favre retired a Packer, how much different, not right. only we would view Brett Favre as a whole, but like just his whole legacy would be, dude, you know what I mean? So I think that the Green Bay wants Aaron Rodgers to retire a Packer. And I think that they'll be willing to give him two years, $50 million a year to keep him there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And they're already kind of showing that, right? They restructured like four or five. There was a, like- four deals already i think it was like saving a ton of money that way um i agree i think that rogers does retire but then that brings up the question of like what do you do with jordan love well, like you you're gonna him. have him sit there yeah trade him right yeah because i mean teams were there was a report and i mean th- obviously reports you got to take with a grain of salt a lot of smoke screen going on but there was reports that teams were like inquiring on jordan love like they were calling right. the packers and asking if he's available or not. And obviously, you know, he hasn't been traded. Like, I don't think the Packers are going to trade Jordan Love without knowing what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. But the fact that, like, teams are willing to listen or teams are willing to trade for him, I think that, you know, that speaks volumes on, on two fronts. I think it speaks volumes as to where teams think Jordan Love is or where he could go. And I think it also speaks volumes on this year's draft class. Oh yeah, I mean this draft class is a little rough, dude. Like, like I could see like Jordan Love would have to like. I'm surprised that like Pittsburgh isn't trying to make a run at Jordan Love or something like that. You know what I mean? Well, like, yeah, you got to wait to see with Rogers. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, of course. But I mean, like, if Rogers 
if and when we should say, because I think we both agree that he's going to be in Green Bay. For all we know, like, the, the Steelers might have already called the Packers and said, could hey, be. like, if Rodgers comes back, we'll, we'll negotiate for Jordan Love. Because you know? I think for him, like, that'd be a perfect situation. Like, he's got weapons around him. You know, a defense that clearly can still make the playoffs, even with the worst quarterback in the league. And he's far better than Roethlisberger was last year, you know. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think – and Tomlin, you know, Tomlin's just a great coach in general. So, um, great fit. yeah, I think it'd be perfect. But, I mean, obviously this is just like, you know, if and when. Long, but even yeah. like – and then you got to figure out how many, how long Rodgers is going to stay, right? Because if he's going to pull this shit every year, dude, like it's just like Brett Favre, but the difference is he's staying. Well, that's why you just extend him two years, dude. You give him $50 million a year. That's what he's asking for. He's asking for a two-year extension because this is going to be the last year on his deal. You know, he, right. he said – prior to last year he wanted to play beyond 40 years old so two-year deal would put him at 41 so we give him year 40 you know being under contract or not year 40 but age 40 right (laughs) Uh, and 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 then you just you reset dude you draft another quarterback that you like yeah yeah, i agree with that because then you can develop them for a couple years yeah and three years after two years you know like obviously the the percentage of quarterbacks that play well post 40 is very very slim like Tom Brady slim you know what I was I mean? say I think it's just Brady right <laughs> so it's like we you know if you're the Packers it looks good on you because hey we did we gave Aaron what he wanted 2 years 50 million dollars a year we did it now that contract's up and we're going to move forward you know right like we did yep. our part and by that time, too, like, you wouldn't have to sign Devontae for, like, a long deal. You know what I mean? Like, you can literally give this, like, well, that, one last that's run. That's the other thing, too, though, is that, you know, Devontae Adams, like, let's say they do re-sign Rodgers for $50 million a year. and Just tag him. And Adams want – well, yeah, you could tag him, but he could sit out. And then what? I like, mean, you need Adams, I don't dude, think he sits out. Rodgers there. Right. I think you tag him for one year and just see what happens. Because if the Packers win the Super Bowl next year, then just let him go, dude. Like, you you know, you did your job and you know, get out. You know, well, we can keep Rodgers. Like, he's good enough to make somebody, you know, make these players really good. Um, or Rodgers I mean, can decide to retire option, if he wants to retire on you top. Can't you sign, know? If, if he's really asking $30 million a year, you can't sign him no. and Rodgers. $80 million, That's like right. – Literally, if like a quarter of your salary, more than a quarter, it's like a third of your right. salary cap, dude. Right, and like, and the other, like, you have other players that are expendable, right? Like Aaron Jones is expendable. I know he just reworked his deal or whatever, but like, he shouldn't even be on the fucking field, in my opinion. AJ Dillon should just get the ball every play. You don't and, need to do anything and else. Running back, anything honestly, in. is like the most. Um, what's the word? Like, it's. The most you could like easiest position to turn over. I yeah, think. it's expendable. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like Dylan's on a rookie deal. They got what He's was he like a second well. round pick? I think. Yep. Right. So I mean, you know that deal is way less. You know what I'm saying. And Aaron Jones, like they paid him a ton of money last year. Uh, none of it guaranteed, but um, and then they reworked it this year. But you don't need both of them. Yep. You know what I mean? Well, I, so like, I, I think they have options. Want, but. I, I think it's always good to have two good backs, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I mean, Dylan got hurt. You know? Yeah. So I mean, dude, that's it. I, but I agree. Like Aaron Jones is like on the wrong side of his career at this point. He's like yeah. five, four or five years in, dude. Like he's already outlasted the average running back career. Yeah, and like, what is Aaron Jones? Like, was like, is he a 
speed back? Is he a power back? Is he oh, like a good one cut back? He reminds me a lot of um, uh, Murray from the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's a one cut scat back, but I mean, like he can receive. Like he can kind of. He has a, good hands. Yeah, he's an, he's like Alvin Kamara, dude. Like they can do it all, bro. Like you know, what I mean, like they're every down back, but I think that when it comes to like running the football, I do think I would rather have AJ Dillon because I mean, I yeah, hundred fucking wrecking ball, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, and he's like he's in that mold too, right? Where like he gets better as the game goes on. So yep. you have to like it's like that Derrick Henry, uh, like Josh Jacobs is that way, and then I think he can be that way too. Where like he might not get, you know, he might get two yards whatever in the first quarter first half but he's pounding people in the face every time right so by that third fourth quarter no one wants to tackle him that's why henry like henry breaks like he gets like hundreds of yards every fourth quarter it feels like yeah because he's he never tires somehow and it's just it's hard to tackle him you know he's a Derek Henry. He's in a class of his own, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when I say Josh Jacobs, I mean like here's fucking Henry, and then like here's Jacobs, dude. Like I can't make it wide enough Jacobs on my screen. Is like but... the poor man's. Uh, I used to call when Frank Thomas was on the A's at the end of his career. I used to call Frank Thomas the poor man's uh, David Ortiz because David Ortiz was like a bopper DH at that right. point. Thomas was dope when he was with the A's. Dude. He was. Dude. He had a great <laughs> He's year, bro. Sick. He, he was, dude. It was, it, it, was, dope. it was nice. Um, but so speaking of Rogers, so there's odds to be had. Um, you probably have to get this on like an offshore book, but mm-hmm. there's odds on Aaron Rodgers next team. So there's no odds available for the Packers, which right. tells you that there's like, it would be like minus fucking 10,000, right. but the Broncos are plus 400 Steelers plus 700 Tampa Bay plus 700 Niners plus 900. Colts plus a thousand, Vikings plus twelve hundred, um, but the most interesting one to me is Tennessee plus twenty five hundred. Mm-hmm. You know, what's your what's your thoughts on any of these numbers, and do you think that this that Aaron Rodgers will go to another team? Yeah, I mean, if he does, I will say if he does, right? Because we already went, we both think that he's staying in Green Bay. But yeah. for the sake of this, like, let's say if he does, I think you could take San Francisco off the list, right? Like they traded like everything away to get Trey Lance last year. Well, so I think all these rumors he's... about Tom Brady wanting to. I mean, and if Tom Brady rumors. wants to come back. Rumors. I fucking. Yeah, yeah. But if Tom Brady wants to come back, I fucking put Trey Lance's ass back on the bench and I put Tom Brady in, you They're know what I mean? probably have to trade him at that point. Yeah. Well, I mean, how long is Brady going to stay? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but like, I mean, dude, it's tough. I mean, yeah, he sit for one more year one more year you know what i mean dude um that's that's i mean just uh all right hold on just go go, continue continue okay because like the team i want to see rogers go to to be honest with you is the indianapolis colts i would love to see aaron Rodgers in indy dude like i think that's a good fit um he doesn't have to be the man because they still have one of the best running backs in football. But at the same time, you know, he's Aaron Rodgers, so he'll make plays. Like, it's unbelievable to me that the Colts didn't make the playoffs last year and it's because Carson Wentz was terrible. Um, Inconsistent. I, yeah, I guarantee you that Rodgers can go to Jacksonville and beat the Jaguars, unlike the Colts haven't been able to do for five years. Um, but that's at the same time, that defense is crazy good, too. It's such a crazy stat. Dude. Um, but, like, that defense is is 
turnover turnover prone defense, right? Like that's one of the best turnover defenses in the NFL. Giving Rodgers short fields like three times a game, it seems like yeah. as many turnovers that they get. I think is that it's a perfect fit. Plus, I don't want him to go to Denver. That that's the key. Right. As long as it doesn't go to Denver, I'm good with it. Um I see I, the the way you speak about Indy, I like Tennessee, dude. Because the biggest weakness that Tennessee has is that quarterback. And I'm not saying Tannehill is like dog shit, but he's not great. I am. He's not dog shit. He's a he's a decent quarterback. Like he's a quarterback that in the perfect situation can win you games, like when you have Derrick Henry at an all time level. Mm. But Tennessee, they showed last year, like, their defense much improved from the year before. And, like, they're only going to get better as well. So, it's like you bring in a guy like Aaron Rodgers, I mean, you solve your the piece of your riddle. And, and I don't know how Derrick Henry's going to look because he didn't look good in that playoff game. Um, and, obviously, he was coming off that injury and, you know, as mm-hmm. running back's age. But, I mean, with A.J. Brown, Aaron right. Rodgers, dude, like, and that defense and Julio is like a number two. Yeah, bro, it could be that could be a good fit, but I don't think it's gonna happen. <laughs> but, no, I don't either. But I would say that it would be a good fit as well. And it's crazy is like Tennessee played ninety one different players last year, dude. And they were still like good defense, bro. They were they won the AFC. I, they were the number one seed in the AFC. You know what I mean? Like all those injuries and the Titans have like a good offensive line. You know what I mean? So like it's not. Uh, you don't have to worry about Rogers getting blasted all the time. Like, I think it'd be a good fit for him there too. Again, though, I still think he just stays with Green Bay. I agree. What's your thoughts on Kyler Murray and the Kyler Murray and situation going on? So, if I was Kyler, right? Let's pretend I'm I'm Kyler Murray for a second. We'll pretend we both are Kyler Murray. I would be pretty annoyed at the fact that my coach and GM just got paid. I asked to get paid, and they paid them instead. Well, hold on, uh, be- hold on, hold on. Time out, time out. Let me jump in right there. He asked for stability, and there's nothing more stable than your coach and GM getting extended. I'm not saying I agree, because I do think that Kyler has an argument. Like, obviously, you know, he wants to get paid and secure his future because he could get hurt next year, and then boom, right? But you also have to look at it from the Cardinals' point of view it's like bro you got hurt the last two years and once you got hurt we sucked so it's like that jimmy g situation i'm not i'm not saying kyler's on jimmy g's level kyler's a much better quarterback than jimmy g but the reason why the niners were so willing to move off jimmy g is because he's not reliable he always gets hurt so the cardinals they're like yo we want to pay you but we need to make sure that you can stay healthy yeah i get that but like why did Kingsbury and the GM get paid? Well, he said that he wants them to. I mean, we could look at it from like, are the Cardinals making a message here? Like, hey, you have to play under your franchise tag. I mean, the whole situation is fucked up, dude. Like the the right. agent coming out and making and releasing yeah, that, that statement was stupid as fuck. What is he doing? Like, what does he think he's accomplishing there? But that was one of the things he asked for was stability, and then that was like the owners going out and saying like, all right, you want stability? Like we're going to extend your fucking head coach. Your coach at GM? Like just as like a fucking middle finger. But I mean, like this is negotiating tactics. We got to remember this is a business. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But if this is a negotiating tactic, man, like I don't, you know what I mean? Like 
I don't know. I think Kyler is the Cardinals, though. He's you under know, it's contract like a for two years. What's he going to do? Sit out for two years? No, no, he's not going to sit out. He's going to play. He's going to play it through. I get it, but like, he literally is that team, right? Like you said it. When he's out, they stink. You know. Um, so in Kingsbury, like he's nothing without Kyler. The GM, like I don't know what he's really done. Like he got DeAndre Hopkins, but what do you mean? The Steve fucking built a fucking team that went to the NFC Championship already. Oh, that's right. That's right. He was there before. Okay, fair enough. And like the, um, the Tampa Bay GM, his name slipped in my mind, but he used to be the the assistant GM under Kyle. Yeah, I, mean, I forgot like, he was there longer than this regime currently. The, so the only thing I would like, the one thing I would say about that is like the dangerous territory is that, you know, we saw Tom Brady leave a bad situation for a good situation. And this is similar to LeBron James leaving Cleveland and go to Miami. Like LeBron opened the floodgates for. Mm-hmm. player empowerment and tom brady could have very well done the same thing and so kyler could be like all right you don't want to extend me i'll play out my two years but i'm not signing another contract with y'all I'm going elsewhere could be and he puts and the cardinals in a bind dude then what do you do right and that's kind of like my point like i still would have probably because players win games you know what i mean mm-hmm. like yeah the gm builds the team the coach puts the game plan out there but at the end of the day like the players win. Yep. And if you don't have Kyler with the Cardinals, like good luck, dude. Like yep. it's not easy. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to remember how they got him. They're, they're both, yeah. both teams are flexing their leverage, dude. Right. Kyler's flexing his leverage. He has a ton of leverage because I mean, this is a, this is a franchise who literally since I was born has had like three good quarterbacks. And then Kyler right. Plummer, Kurt Warner, Carson Palmer and Kyler Murray. Everyone else in that organization has been dog shit. So Kyler could literally go to them and say, Hey, remember what life was before me? Yeah, that's his love. <laughs> that's the that's the whole point. You like, want that? If he's gone, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I and think like, the difficult thing though, Eddie, is that he's he's saying, I want fifty million dollars. And that would reset yeah, the, yeah. that would reset the quarterback market. So I think owners are also telling Michael Bidwell, owner of the Cardinals, like, yo, you can't fucking budge, dude. Because if you budge on fifty million, then what Herbert's do for his deal, he gonna want fifty five, mm-hmm. sixty million. Right, it's gonna get ridiculous. Yeah, and then when Burroughs do for his deal, like, what's he gonna get, dude? So like, you know, these owners are probably their buddies, dude. They all talk to each other, right? Well, of course, dude. It's just like every league, you know what I'm saying? They're like, probably talking and saying, like, yo, you got to be careful, man, like, because you're opening the floodgates. If you give him $50 million, which would be the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL, then that means when my guy comes up, he's going to make more. Right. Every, and that's how it works, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, let's look at Derek Carr for an example. Like, when he got his extension, he was, like, the highest-paid quarterback or one of the highest-paid quarterbacks yep. in the league. Now yep. he's making pennies compared to everybody else. You know what I mean? So that's like the same thing with in Stafford, that contract, which you mentioned earlier, right? He had the high, he got the highest paid deal, like, and it's all, and that's only, and those deals were only like five year deals. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it some wasn't of those guys like, signed like seven year deals. Yeah, like it wasn't that long ago, you know. And the salary cap's only going up, which is going to be more money for the quarterbacks. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. I mean, eventually, obviously, fifty mil is going to be like 
the normal, right? Well, that's like that thing. will I mean, be there, but what's Mahomes making? He's got to be making like 43, 44 million a year. Yeah, I think something stupid because they gave him a lot of that money, like up front, so guaranteed like, and bonuses and shit. It's like okay, the next the next contract, fifty million. I mean, it doesn't. It's not like out of the realm of like logic, right. you know what I mean? But it's just like thinking about it. Kyler Murray, fifty million dollars. Like, what has he done to earn fifty million dollars? But at the same time, it's like that's the going rate for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's a supply and demand, bro. And there, right. there's not many good quarterbacks out there, bro. Like, yeah, and like for him too. Like, he has again. Like you mentioned it. Like he has all that leverage, dude. Like, what are the Cardinals without him? You know what I'm saying? Like, they're nothing. They're nothing. Let's just be real. Like, yes, they have good talent around him. Like, Hopkins is getting a little old. Like, he missed – I mean, felt like he missed the whole season last year. Maybe that was more of like a fluke thing. Let's see what happens when he comes back healthy. But he wasn't the same Hopkins. I think we could all agree with that yeah. um, last year, you know. So, like, the Cardinals and – the, and the Cardinals have, have never shown, like, they're, they're, they're willing to fucking go out and, like, get pieces. You know what I'm saying? Like, like last year with Rodney Hudson, how did that work out? I mean, he played all right, but maybe not like what everyone was thinking. But like, they will go out and like bring in players to to help. You know what I'm saying? But if you get that that 50 year deal, yeah, that's one thing they. I feel like that's like pretty common for a lot of teams, dude. Yeah, offensive line is a is a major issue for a lot of teams, especially a lot of teams with young quarterbacks. So, and that's the thing I keep telling people, like, because everyone's like, "Oh yeah, like this is a good offensive lineman draft." But I was like, "Bro, so many people need offensive linemen. Like, they're gonna be gone quick, dude. You know, it's gonna be a very interesting draft." But um, speaking of quarterbacks and where they play next, there has been some chatter around Russell Wilson as well. Uh, But Pete Carroll shot it down this week. He basically said that. John Snyder's taking calls on Russell Wilson tells him the same thing every time we're not trading our quarterback. So with this being said, like, you know, do you think that Russell Wilson changes teams this, this year? And if so, where do you think he could go? Cause there is odds on, on Wilson. There is no odds on Kyler Murray. Cause he's still under contract with the Cardinals. So nobody will give right. odds on that. And Russell Wilson's still under contract, but I guess when you're like more of a veteran, you have a little bit more say, but can't get odds on Russell Wilson. Tampa Bay plus six hundred. Pittsburgh plus six hundred. Saints plus seven hundred. Washington plus seven hundred. Dolphins plus eight hundred. Colts plus nine hundred. Broncos plus nine hundred. Raiders plus twelve hundred. Eddie, get the Raiders off there, dude. We're not fucking. We're Derek Carr's gonna be our starting quarterback. The Raiders, but anyway, the, they have the one, the what is that seventh best odds to land them according to I know this offshore. It's book. always that way. Um, I mean. Let's be real. Like, if you you're the Seahawks right now, right? You have your team right now. So, let's look at the Seahawks as a whole. Right. Somebody comes up to you and says, "Hey, we'll give you a fucking first round pick this year, a first round pick next year, a third round pick this year, and a third round pick next year for Russell Wilson." I'd fucking do it in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat, I'd be fucking trading him. Yeah. Thank you for your services, but our team stinks as a whole. We have two of the best wide receivers in football, and we still fucking lose every week. And fucking, we need to rebuild, dude. Like, in my opinion, like, that's what you have to – now, maybe this is because I'm an A's fan. So whenever we get good players, we just fucking trade them all the time because we can't pay them or, we you know, we have to do that all the time. But, like, I feel like at this point, like, Seattle isn't good enough to be like, oh, we need one piece here, one piece there, and we're back. 
Right. You know what I mean? Like, I also, you need a defense. I also think that. You need an offensive line. I also think that Russell Wilson wasn't that good last year or half the year before that. Like, he hasn't been good for, like, a year and a half, basically. Right. So, it's like, Seattle could look at this like, yo, we need to, like, revamp our whole team. The easiest way to do that is to trade a quarterback and get, like, four picks for him. And I think that's why there right. is odds out on this, dude. Like, yeah, I agree. I think he moves before Rodgers does. Yeah, I, I could easily. I mean, I, I shouldn't say easily. I don't. I don't think it's gonna be easy because of what Russell Mills, Wilson means to the city of Seattle and the surrounding areas. Right. I live there and I've seen it with my two eyes. But I do think, from a terms of a football perspective, dude, like he hasn't been playing well. He's easy for the organization to move off of. You know what I mean? Right. So I could definitely. I agree see it. and. And if I'm the Denver Broncos, for example, or the Pittsburgh Steelers, like you kind of have a team. Yeah, it is. But like, look, I mean, the Rams trade away all their picks, right? And but now it's a different. That's obviously a different situation. But like a team like Pittsburgh, I know we talked about Pittsburgh earlier. But like, if they swing and miss on Rodgers, fuck it. Like your team's good enough to win now with a good quarterback. Fucking get rid of your picks, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can get an offensive lineman in the third round or free agency to help rebuild the offensive line. And was the offensive line bad because they were bad? Or was the offensive line bad because the team knew that they were only throwing it three yards downfield? So you just fucking bring everyone up to the front. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's look at it that way. You get someone who can stretch the field, and he's quick, so he'll get out of the pocket and run away. Like, that changes that whole dynamic of the fucking team, you know? That's the thing, though, is that if he plays like he has the last year and a half, Eddie, like, I mean, we're talking about a quarterback that hasn't been good. True. I agree. But, like, at this point, it's either Mason Rudolph. Or again, we're, I keep throwing Pittsburgh out here, but, like, Mason Rudolph or an option. You know, someone else. <laughs> and we know what Rudolph can do, which yeah. is nothing. No, I mean – I, I don't think Mason Root if there was odds on a on a Pittsburgh Steelers who starts their season next year at quarterback, I definitely wouldn't take Mason Rudolph because it would probably be like even money at best. And I don't think he starts their team at quarterback, dude. No. I'm I'm with you in that. Like I definitely don't think that. But right. at the same time, I do think that a team could like over trade for I, and obviously You'd have to. You'd have to overtrade, I think, right? It's, and it's just tough, to bro, because, like, he wasn't good last year or the right. year before that. So it's like, all right, which rust am I getting, dude? Am I getting the guy that I've seen the last year and a half, or am I, am I getting the guy before that? Was it the injury, or was there other injuries, or is that just who he is? Yeah. I think the injury had a huge part to do with it. Like, he came back way too early, obviously. 18 hours, I'm fucking grinding to come. Hey, shut up, dude. Like, no, you're not, first off. Second off, like, no one cares. Third off, Geno Smith looked better than you the game you left. So that's why you came back so fucking quick, to be 100% honest. Um, Geno Smith threw that opportunity like, away. Yeah, you did. Well, it's Geno Smith, dude. Uh, but, like, if you're a team that's, like, ready, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're a team that has an opportunity, dude, like Tennessee, for example, you throw Tannehill in, maybe keep one of those first-round picks. You send a Tannehill over See, with like an, a first-rounder. If you're Seattle, especially if you're not sold on Russell Wilson bouncing back to what he once was. Right. Like, if there's a piece to go with it, like, why not? Like, Minnesota, like, I know we're not – like, Kirk Cousins is there or whatever, but, like, 
I trade fucking Cousins for Wilson any Cousins day of the week. Dude, especially year, Justin though. Jefferson. Cousins was pretty good. Dude. He was better than Cousins Russell well. Russell Wilson last year. So I mean, that's yeah. Like- in all fairness, Minnesota was good. They just fucking would blow it on defense like every week. It seemed like right. Fucking, I think they had the most uh, fourth quarter losses, like double digit fourth quarter losses on like the last drive. It was tough, but that's the thing with Russell Wilson is like. I think as a GM, like you're putting your job on the line, dude, because yeah, it's either going to go one or two ways. Like it's going to go terribly, right? Like you're going to trade for mm-hmm. him and he's going to continue to just decline, or he's going to you're going to trade for him and he you get a Matt Stafford type year or something. Right. I guarantee you too. Like if he goes to the owner and is like, "Hey, this is the deal I have to trade Russell Wilson," the owner's going to be like, "Go fuck yourself." I got fucking five years of season tickets out here, and ain't no way I'm gonna fucking refund that money. Yeah, that's you know what I mean. Like Seattle too, dude. Is they have to be like very cautious of that because he is a franchise type player, dude. So he means a lot to the city, dude. Means well, yeah, he won a Super Bowl, dude. That franchise has been a joke forever. But I mean, like he has his own businesses out there, like dude, he has a fucking retail store out there, like like they got a lot. Him and Sierra, Sierra too. You know, but there's been no. all these rumors, speculations of Sierra wanting to be in New York or wanting to be in Vegas or for her own shit. But that's the thing, dude, is Sierra probably makes like, a, I don't know if she makes Russell Wilson money, but probably close to it. I mean, she, I mean, she makes, let's just say, comfortable money. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they like if he didn't make another cent, they'd they'd be okay. You know? <laughs> they would definitely be okay. Dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like They would. They definitely would. All right. Um. There's only like one other QB uh, wager out here. That's who will be Tampa Bay's next starting quarterback. Kyle Trask is good. plus four hundred. Jimmy Garoppolo plus four fifty. Carson Wentz plus five fifty. Aaron Rodgers plus seven fifty. Teddy Bridgewater plus seven fifty. Derek Carr plus nine fifty. Then Marcus Mariota plus twelve hundred. Jeez, again, I feel like on this one, it just depends on what Tampa Bay plans on doing. You know what I mean? Like, you're losing Godwin. You're losing Brady, obviously. Losing Gronk if Brady doesn't come back. Yeah. I mean, if they re-sign him, then it shows that they're, you know, they're not pulling the plug on the team. So, if that's the case, then they got to find a quarterback. I don't think Trask is the way to go yet. I don't think he's ready. So, like, but again, like even the free agent quarterback market isn't like hot. You know what I mean? Like, there's not really anyone out there. That's the thing, dude. So, is like, when you, you get a good quarterback, you don't let them go, right? Because that's the hardest position to get, dude. Like, mm-hmm. you just don't let it go. And that's the th- whole thing with uh, you know, we could talk about the draft combine today. Like Malik Willis came into the season as like a top three quarterback, dude. It was like Sam Howell, Matt Corral, and and uh, Malik Willis. Now we're seeing Malik Willis, his combine, and we knew the kid had fucking crazy-ass arm talent. We knew he had a lot of talent. But the one thing we weren't sure of is the same situation with Patrick Mahomes. It is when Mahomes came out of college, our biggest question mark was, is can this kid not throw interceptions? Like, he can make hella plays, dude. He can make great plays, but is he going to make those interceptions and those mistakes that cost us a lot of football games? That was the biggest Mm. question mark about Patrick Mahomes. That's why Patrick Mahomes fell. 
And that's the biggest question mark about Malik Willis. I mean, Malik Willis had a game this year. He plays for Liberty, so it's, he doesn't play for a big-time program. He had a game against, uh, I believe it was, like, Louisiana Lafayette this year, and he threw for, like, three, four interceptions. And ever since then, like, he's just fallen down draft boards. But, I mean, this is a kid that today at the Combine threw a 68-yard dart, dude. I'm talking 68 yards on the fly. Crazy arm talent. Like, I'm talking comparable to Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. And one thing we've learned over the last couple of years is that teams are more willing to take a chance on on talent. Trey Lance, for example, Mm -hmm. didn't have a ton of college tape, don't know a ton about him, but his physicals are fucking out the fucking roof, dude. So the Niners traded three draft picks to get Trey Lance. Now we're seeing uh, Malik Willis. He's flying up draft boards as of today. Walter Football got him as the number one quarterback. Um, A ton of other scouts in mock drafts have him as the number one quarterback taken now. Atlanta today reportedly, reportedly, again, this is a lot of smoke screens and reports, but reportedly Atlanta is saying that they would like to take draft Malik Willis and have him back up Matt Ryan for a year. Then another report comes out today. Ron Rivera is in love with Malik Willis and wants to draft Malik Willis. Liberty College is also by Washington, D.C., by the way. Mm -hmm. But... This just goes to show you, like, a lot of, uh, you know, the thought process around the quarterback position. Like, if you don't have a quarterback, if you don't have a franchise quarterback, life yeah, yeah, is very, very difficult for you in the NFL. Like, you have to have an elite defense. And how often do we see elite defenses? Like, the, the 2000 Baltimore Ravens, the fucking... Uh, the 2022 one, Washington football team. The, that one year with the... Or 2021. Uh, that, that, <laughs> Dude, god damn it. <laughs> god damn it. That one year though with the with the Niners, what was that? 2012, 2011, 2012. I mean, mm. like those defenses don't they come around once in a generation, dude. And I mean, Washington is very they're closer to competing than they are not. I mean, their yeah. defense didn't do very very well last year, but then their defense started playing well and their offense couldn't do nothing. So it was like right. It's just, yeah, it's, like, it's just interesting, dude. Yeah, you got to think too. Like Jacksonville is just sitting there, like every time a quarter, praying that a quarterback comes up through the fucking combine, right? And like a team falls in love with them. Well, they have a like, great quarterback. Oh, that's what I mean. They already have a quarterback. Yeah, hey, great, great Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah. Great point. Great point, Eddie. Because I do think that's the whole thing. I think that a team is going to trade with Jacksonville and draft Malik Willis. Yep. If that's the if that's the kid, like that's what we got. I got to be watching now. Like someone will trade up, trade up for a quarterback because, like you said, if you don't have a quarterback, you have nothing. Even if like they have to put him on the bench or whatever, like well, because you, you know like, what I mean. Carolina like, get ahead of you because Carolina is definitely drafting a quarterback, and they're picking what third, right? Yeah, 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 third. So if they want to trade up, like even if you're Jacksonville, you're trading up or trading back, excuse me, to get a third and then swooping up on a second round pick on top of that or, you know, uh, whatever yeah, extra picks nine. you can get. No, no, way more than that. Rounders. But I'm just saying, yeah, I'm just saying, like, if that's the case, you know what I mean? Like, you're just you're just hoping and praying that something like this happens because if Jacksonville can get more picks, right? Like, they already have their quarterback. Actually, the they still have a running two, back. Dude, so you're really fucked. Right, the, the lines, lines at two, like definitely taking a quarterback at two. Right, 
And if he doesn't get, you know what I mean? Like if they don't take a, a number one, obviously they wouldn't, you know what I mean? So like if Jacksonville holds on to the pick, what are they looking for? I mean, if they're holding on to that pick, which would be dumb, they're looking right. for the best player available. And I think everybody's draft board this year is going to be very non-best player available. So that's what right. I'm saying. Like, they're probably very reluctant to trade out of number one for a team that wants a quarterback to just acquire a ton of picks where they can – because this, this draft has a lot of depth. And they can they can get that guy. Like, right now, some draft boards have, like, Aiden Hutchinson number one. And I don't agree with that because if you watched the uh, college, football, college football playoff game between Michigan and Georgia – like he didn't, he didn't wow you on tape, dude. Like he was getting pushed around most of the game by Georgia's right. offensive line, and Georgia's offensive line has future NFL prospects. You know what I mean? So, right, I Kevin agree. Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon, freakish athlete, but you watch his film, dude. He took a lot of plays off throughout the course of a game, and you know when it when it was passing downs and rushing the passer, great freak athlete, dude. Probably the best. If I had to take a number one athlete in this draft, it would probably be Kayvon Thibodeau. But, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's going to be so much varying opinion this year, dude. There's no mm-hmm. consensus. So, if you're Jacksonville, definitely trade out of there. Like, Yeah, yeah. Like you said, it's a deep draft, right? Super deep. So, if you can get a bunch of picks in this draft, you know, build because, like, again, Jacksonville's a team that you ain't one piece away. You're not two pieces away. You're, like, 13, 13 pieces away. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, you got a lot to fucking work on. So trade back, get some fucking capital, make some more picks. Like, you know what I mean? I think that, you know, they're Jacksonville's a lot closer, I think, than, like, you know, we might be giving them credit for. I think Urban Meyer really fucked them. Yeah, I think Doug Peterson's going to be a great uh, coach for Trevor Lawrence, but... I mean, their offensive line wasn't that. It was not good. No, <laughs> I mean, that's what I mean. You got to redraft an offensive line. You got there's so many things they need, right? Yeah. So, um, they can't. They cannot make a selection with that first pick. Like, if there's a bet out there, will the Jaguars make the first pick? I would take no in a heartbeat. Like, they cannot make this first pick because there's not like a number one player. You know what I mean? Like every draft is usually a number one guy. They're like, everyone's like, nope, got to have them, need to have them. Yeah. And here, there's no one. So, like, why keep it, you know? I I agree 120%, dude. Like, I definitely think that pick is getting traded, dude. Jacksonville does not make that selection at number one at all. No. If they do, it's like a total Jacksonville thing to do. Yeah. I mean, what if they take Malik Willis and trade Trevor Lawrence? I don't think they'll do it, but... No, no, but it, I could see him doing it, dude. Like just taking another quarterback and like, yeah, it's a great idea, dude. Yeah, well, we're gonna <laughs> run a two quarterback offense, right? Right. One <laughs> nah, that's crazy. Oh my god, fucking Jacksonville! All right, y'all. We're gonna, yeah. we're gonna get out of here. Uh, make sure it's happening with us next week, though, for sure. We're going to be doing the USFL. We're going to start previewing two teams. I don't know what two teams we're going to start off with. We need to discuss this, Eddie. We need to start off with two yeah, teams. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll definitely figure it out. But thank y'all for tapping in with us. Thank y'all for staying up late with us. 
can follow Eddie on Twitter at Eddie TSP. You can follow me at Jordan Rules TSP. You can hit us up on Instagram at Taproom Sports Podcast. Catch us TaproomSportsPodcast.com. We're up on every social now. TikTok, fucking YouTube. Everywhere, dude. We are everywhere, baby. So you, you can watch video. You can listen. We're doing this damn thing. I appreciate y'all. All right. All right. All right. Appreciate y'all. <laughs> we'll see y'all next time.